Hello and welcome to Hot Talkcast, the top two hospitality podcasts in the world by International Hospitality Institute. My name is Paula. I'm the content coordinator at Ask Suite. And according to some more awards that I have the honor of winning, apparently I'm a hospitality influencer. That's really cool. Thanks, everybody. And I will be the host today. This podcast is sponsored by Ask Suite, the world leader in conversational booking solutions for hotels, chains, and resorts. Uh, Ask Suite is also the 2020, 2021, and 2022 Best Hotel Chatbot by Hotel Tech Awards. All right, so today's episode is about one of our favorite topics, which is direct bookings. Uh, we will discuss, uh, among other topics, the power of Airbnb, uh, why properties uh, owners still prefer paying commissions to investing in direct bookings. I don't know why. And how and the basic tactics and tools to help owners to increase the, their bookings and profitability. So I have the pleasure of having here with me Mark Simpson, founder of Boostly and top 20 most influential people in the vacation rental industry globally. So hello, Mark. Welcome to the show. And how are you today? Yeah, I'm very good. Thank you. Thank you very much for having me. It's uh, it's cool to be on the podcast. I've been doing a bit of research, and this is now my 90th podcast that I've appeared on, which is uh, which is a lot over the six years I've been doing this. So thank you very much for having me. Oh, and that's... we're going to talk about obviously. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of, of of the tool. I'm a big fan. I'm a big proponent of it, and I'm a big fan of live chat tools in the first place. And to be able to match it up with what you're doing, it's it's awesome to see. So thank you very much for having me. And uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to the episode today. Yeah, me too. And I'm now feeling even more honored to be on your list of podcasts that you've been. Uh, so, Mark, uh, I follow you on LinkedIn. I'm a bit of a stalker. I am LinkedIn. It is my poison. <laughs> and I see how much great content you share with your audience. And I also read that you're about to launch a second book there. You post there on LinkedIn. So I guess it's out there. So congratulations. And what else can you tell us about you and your work? Yeah, so um, my sort of story is a bit of a, a funny one because I was pretty much born into hospitality. I uh, I grew up on a 200-acre farmstay small hotel uh, and holiday cottages in the United Kingdom. And I'm just so used to just having strangers in my house every single day. I, I grew up with that. That was the norm where I was. I didn't know anything better. Uh, as I As I grew up, I just wanted to do one thing and I was escape this little village. <laughs> so I, <laughs> I got my qualifications to coach in soccer and I was very lucky to go and work in America for six years. Uh, I used to get a, a H1 visa, which meant I could go for five months at a time and then come back to the UK for seven months. And that was pretty much my life for like six, seven years, which was, which was amazing. And I loved it. But at a certain point in time, uh, I had to grow up. I had to get like a proper job as my parents kept telling me. So I moved down to <laughs> London into sales and marketing and um over those sort of two years at working at quike which was then acquired by yelp i really sort of learned about the power of social media i learned about the power of google the power of reviews and in 2011 me and my wife we moved back into the family business and my goal was to help them get online by this point they'd had the business about 25 years and everything was still done on pen and paper it was phone call pen paper it was crazy and uh, they needed help to get into the 21st century. They needed help, you know, getting a website, doing all those things, getting social media presence. And that was really was our 
my role and 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 what I what I love doing. Um, it was it was it was really amazing to see and put it into practice those tricks and tools that I learned in London at the sales and marketing role in the family business. And we, over the space of 18 months, managed to take all of that offline word of mouth that they'd grown for over 25 years and put it online. I really get it modernized. We, we were in the top three um, most recommended places to visit on TripAdvisor. We, we won awards. Uh, we grew our social media following. And our direct bookings were always at a very high consistent between 70 to 80% ratio every single year. And we looked at the OTAs like a, a marketing channel, not the BL and end all, which is obviously what we're going to talk about today. Uh, 2016 and 2017, I started to help hosts in our local area because they were coming to me and saying, Mark, you know, I'm struggling. I don't know about Facebook. I don't know what a tweet is. <laughs> I barely know what an email is. But yet, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm paying so much money in commission costs to booking.com. Can you help me? So I started to help hosts and it was it was really just something to do as, you know, as a hobby, as like something that I was passionate in doing. And then I created a Facebook group because so many people were starting to come to me. So I created a Facebook group called the Hospitality Community. And everybody can go and join that today. It's still on Facebook. Uh, it's still there today. It's, it's one of the most engaged Facebook groups that's out there in, in the whole of Facebook, which is great. We've got 91% engagement rate. And um, what ended up happening was on 2017 to today, it just exploded in popularity because people were coming into the group they'd hear about like the hints and the tips and advice um there was nothing else around like it at that point and we had people joining from scotland from ireland from wales and then france and germany and australia then america and south america and then you know all over the world we've got people uh we've got hosts who are in that group and fast forward to today um, and now a multi best-selling author, which is insane <laughs> to say. Uh, and our website design business is one of the most recommended industry agencies in in this in the short-term rental industry. We partnered up with the likes of Guesty and Hostfully and Zivu and Hostaway and Uplisting and all those amazing PMSs. And yeah, we've got two thousand eight hundred and ninety-one clients. Um, we've got websites. We do direct booking training, and all that I really say that I do now is I give hosts the tools, the tactics, the training, but most importantly, the confidence to get their own direct bookings, which is what we're going to obviously talk about today. Wow. That's an impressive uh, story and so many things that I would like to, to, to just uh, mention, at least mention that you, you talk about. I love that you're saying that you, you used to you you used to live with strangers, which is kind of Airbnb, you know, in a way. So I think that's funny how the story kind of repeats itself or something like that. It's it, it's quite cool. And you're talking about strangers and strangers, and you're talking about reveals. Reveals are also we are strange. It's I don't know if you agree with me, Mark, but I think it, I'm I'm not that young. Not gonna say my age, but I'm not that young. So my mom used to tell me like, don't trust strangers and now basically all we do is trust base you know it's reviews it's Airbnb that you know you rent to someone that you never know i think that's that's so that's so funny and and yeah, yeah. <laughs> and i it guess is. you have a lot of a lot of stories with that too with that hospitality yeah i mean 100 i mean even when i was traveling america coaching soccer and visiting different places and states and stuff i was i was with strangers it is, it is now so, such a different time to maybe when our parents were growing up where it is before the land of the internet the internet has made everything smaller and easier and easier accessible so yeah it's, it's a, such a different way of life and and, and, and whatnot to where it is now but you know i i 
I owe so much to hospitality personally, you know, and business wise and, and everything wise now. So we've been over the last five years since Boostly sort of properly got going, we left the family business, me and my wife, and I've got three children and I've got uh, a little girl on the way. And oh. what we've been doing for the last five years has been able to travel the world, meet amazing people, have exp- amazing experiences while having this business and helping hosts and marketing companies and sorry, management companies sort of helping them with their marketing, their direct marketing and then providing websites as well. So yeah, I owe so much to this industry. It's been always with me. Even when I tried my best to escape it when I was 19 <laughs> and 20, it just draw and drag me back in. But, um, yeah, very happy to be here. Thank you for having me. Yeah, and, uh, and it's, I think it's pretty obvious. That's one of the things that I like, like following you, to, to be honest. And now you're telling your story. It's, it's even more obvious. It's how much you, you really believe in what you do, like in direct bookings, the whole... Uh, the whole strategy and how much you love the industry that's that's clear as you know as water so yeah that's one of the best things I think it's one of the things that made me start following you and and people can 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 notice that so okay you mentioned but also you also mentioned about back in the days uh, where everything was made on paper which is well at least in South America it's not so much back in the days I have to say uh, there's still uh, some small properties uh, even hot- I'm talking about more about hotels now uh, they are still uh, reluctant in in investing because this is an investment it's not yeah. you know that's not spending your money it's more like investing uh, here it's still quite of course the pandemic uh, made people uh, or business change a lot, yes. right? But still here, we still have a lot of a lot to 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 do. Uh, do you see like in Europe, in Europe or UK, or if you're gonna be more specific, um, this digitalization process? Uh, how f- it it is where it's supposed to be, or still have a long way to go? Like here? Yeah, I think it is different all over the world. Like for the last two years, we lived in Spain. And the, 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 the vast difference from the UK and Spain and France is, and from America is, is, is vast. And, you know, there are still so many places and properties and maybe management companies or whoever that are still sort of clinging on <laughs> to days gone by because it is scary to adapt to new technology. And COVID, if it did one thing, it sped up the, the process where we're going to end up, you know, and, you know, whether we like it or not, there was, you know, QR codes were everywhere and, you know, you had to sort of have less, less touch points. It had to be more digital. And whether you like it or not, it, it is happening. And, yeah, there's places like South Africa, there's places like Southern America, there's, there's so many places maybe in, in, in Indonesia and even Australia, you know, but there are still, if you talk about behind the times as such, but the technology and the the, the things will speed up and it will speed up dramatically the, the rate that we then go into web free and what's going to come next with more digital currencies becoming the norm and it will it will just eventually catch up but even if um you know there's there's a place in and around you and it's it's still very behind the times and whatnot even then businesses eventually will maybe be passed down a generation passed down several generations depends on who's running it it will get modernized and and it will eventually catch up but the cool thing about podcasts like this interviews like this and tools like yours is that the, the 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 step from going from paper to digital is so less expensive it's more affordable in the past 10 years ago this was only reserved to 
premium chains that had big budgets, but now we've got technology and we've got tools and we've got software that is really affordable. It doesn't matter if you've got one Airbnb or a small hotel, or you've got a chain of hotels, or you've got like a couple of Airbnbs or short-term rentals. It's, it is really exciting that what is now available compared to what was in the past. Yeah, that's a really good point, Mark. Okay, so let's go start talking about uh, the direct bookings and we're going to start with talking about uh, the one of the big players in the hospitality market, which is Airbnb. We already kind of mentioned here and even made a joke, but it is, uh, it's true. Uh, we see that it, well, it became huge, of course. It's one of the biggest players. And you share uh, some great tips about how properties owners or hosts can get the best of Airbnb. So what are the pros and cons working with Airbnb for a host point of view? Yeah, I mean, the, the, the pro is, is an obvious one. Um, for example, I've got a website design agency. I'm a website designer, okay? There's no website that I can go and list my business on where I will guarantee to get revenue. And that is one of the pros of working with an Airbnb. That is one of the pros of working with a booking.com, the booking holiday group or the Expedia group or one of these online travel agents is because this industry that we're in of hospitality, we are so in demand. We, we are so in demand because we create memories, whether it is a workcation, staycation, vacation, whatever you want to call it, we create memories. And people love to come and use our industry, which is hospitality. And because of that, we are so in demand. And because of that, you can literally start a business up today. You can take a couple of pictures. You can throw it on the OTAs, Airbnb being one. And as long as you've got half decent pictures, you're pretty much guaranteed to get revenue. So that's, that is an, an ultimate pro. It's a blessing, but it's also a curse. The curse and the con is that because it is so easy, you become over-reliant and you become lazy. And it just goes, it's all right. It's fine. I don't need to do this thing called marketing. I don't need to invest in X, Y, and Z because Airbnb is just going to get me the bookings. And because you could become over-reliant and lazy, then you just over-rely on that platform to bring all of your revenue in. Now, unfortunately, over the years, I've done marketing reviews, marketing audits, spoke to thousands of hosts, and a lot of them are, get to a point where instead of being 80% reliant on direct bookings and then 20% on the OTAs, it's flipped. So it's 80% reliant on the OTAs, Airbnb, and then 20% direct or even worse. You know, I've, I've spoken to people in the last week, and they are 99% reliant on Airbnb. And this is really bad because you're then building your house on someone else's land. Now, if this is just going to be a part-time hobby for you, if this is just something you're going to have as like a, a, a second income, it's not your main focus, fantastic, go nuts. But I think if you're listening to this podcast, you are doing this because this is your business. This is, this is you. This is your career. This is your core focus. So if, if this is you, and if you're so reliant on, a, on another platform to bring in your revenue, you need to start doing some about it sooner or later because all it takes for it to go south, for all it takes for it to go bad, is one bad review, several bad reviews, or you could get locked out your account, or, God forbid, there's a worldwide pandemic that just shuts travel and everything down. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, that is literally what happened in March 2020. I spoke about it in my book. I wrote about it in my book, the book Direct Playbook, what I released this year. I said that there are companies that I know that on that day in March 2020, when Airbnb, without giving any prior warning to the hosts, sent a worldwide notification to every single guest, every single person who'd made a booking, 
and they pretty much said it doesn't matter what the cancellation policy is at the property you can cancel your stay free of charge right now and because they sent it out in a mass notification without any prior warning obviously what happened there was mass cancellations and there were property managers management companies who are reliant on that revenue to pay bills to pay staff to pay roll whatever it may be and they didn't make it out the other side because they were so reliant on airbnb and this is probably one of the reasons why the book direct movement has grown so much since 2020 because now management companies are starting to go well hang on a second i need to pay attention attention to it and this is again it brings it back to a pro i want to finish on like a positive is that now the direct booking movement is getting bigger and bigger and stronger and stronger people that were so reliant on airbnb are now taking steps to cut down on their over reliance which is which is awesome to see yeah uh yeah again you mentioned a lot of points here that we try to just to uh i know to get in depth here um you mentioned one when you while you're talking about airbnb experience about the constellations it reminds me of course that it happened similar with other otas in the hotel industry and yeah. many things and many times not only about the cancellation but also fees and stuff that I don't know. They simply change, and and gets uh, the uh, hotel owners. I'm going to talk about hotel owners, and you talk about your industry, and I think they're pretty similar. But hotel owners felt like uh, like they didn't have a power, you know. Like like you mm-hmm. said, you you're putting too much, relying too much, and all and others. Um, I don't know. In other, your future in in someone's someone else's yeah. hands, right? And then they were like, okay, now. What I'm gonna do, and and it was not only with the it's OTAs that I know it was not only constellations, but even like changing the percent percent percentage of the commissions and stuff like that, and that is very dangerous if you only have this uh, this channel of distribution. That can that it's really can be really tricky. And yeah, go, sorry. Yeah, I was just going to say, it's, it's exactly that. It's, it's you're playing in someone else's sandbox. And when you're doing that, they can literally change the rules like that. And it can really mess up, really mess up everything. So you have to be, you have to use it as what it is. And it's a marketing channel. Yeah. I use Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn as marketing channels. You know, I would never have Facebook as my be all and end all for that exact same reason. And so this is why it's really important that every single host starts to do something about their direct bookings. And we're not saying let's flip it from being 80% OTAs to 80% direct. Let's just do small little minute changes that you can put into your business today. Yeah, and and it's, again, uh, illustrating what you're saying. I remember, I think it was last year or maybe two years ago. I'm I'm a bit lost in time. But had some problem with uh, Instagram and Facebook. They were one day out of, uh, they were not working. And then here in Brazil was like, huge because a lot of business lost like real money because they were they didn't have websites they did yeah. people couldn't con- contact them it was in the middle of the pandemic everything was digital and yeah. all the suddenly was not working so yeah yeah yeah, yeah. that's uh, and and then and then oh yeah maybe i should have my own channel mm-hmm. yeah maybe yeah. That's exactly it. That's exactly what's been happening. That's the thing that we've noticed in the conversations and like the growth of Boostly. We 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 grew 200% in 2020, which is crazy. Yeah. But the reason being, if you dial it back and you look at the context, is that hosts and property managers and, and hotel owners or managers were sort of going, well, what am I going to do about this? And 
they were just started to come to us because we were the book direct specialists and whether it was website or training or both and that's it because they wanted to go okay i know i need to do something about it and obviously they had a bit more time on their hands because you know the world had shut down so yeah it's it's like if there's one pro to come out of that it's to save the evolution and the education of the property manager which is which is my goal like i set a goal out in 2016 when, when this was becoming a thing, I said, I want to help 1 million hosts because I got so fed up with booking.com calling us a partner when yeah. they are anything but a partner. We are just a number in the clog in their machine. So I want them to treat us like partners. So the only way that we're going to do that is if we do it in numbers. If I just stood on my little soapbox and talking about it, I'm only going to affect the small minority of people who follow me. But if I can educate 1 million hosts and in turn, they can then re-educate 1 million of their guests and this is where we start to sort of get the attention of these big guys. And they go, you know what? Hosts do know what they're talking about. Let's pay them a little bit more attention. You know, ideally, let's cut down on the commission rate we have to pay. Let's or maybe give them a little bit more power or say or data, whatever that may be. But we've got to get their attention. We've got to get a seat at the table. And this is how we're going to do it. Yeah. Amen to that. And I, in your link on your LinkedIn, talking about that specifically, you define your business goals or one of them. Uh, you, you actually wrote this um, question that I love. Are you fed up with having to pay the OTAs thousands in commission costs and treating you just like a number, which you just said now? Uh, so, yeah, we already talked about a little bit, Mark, but I would like to really continue this conversation. In why do owners rely so much? Like what, what is they attracted to? I mean... Uh, with OTAs, Airbnbs, commission in what I remember when I was a reservations manager, and I clearly remember the owner saying, "Ah, just do through Booking.com. Here, it's the biggest one. Yeah. Booking.com. It's easier. It was simply because of that, because she thought it was so much easier, and she didn't put into account anything else besides of being easy for her." But yeah, I, I think it's one of the main reasons. And I think you mentioned that also. But if you can just go a little bit more about uh, what could keep a property investing in direct books, why there, I, I know this is a mo movement now, like you said, like people are realizing direct bookings are important and all that. But we still see, especially smaller ones, uh, resisting a little bit or not knowing what to do. So if you could just go a little bit on that. You, you hit the head, you hit the nail on the head with the ease. It's easy, and it's easy to put it on there. It's easy to have Booking.com. It's easy to have Airbnb, and because it's just how they market, they are very clever markets. As as much as Airbnb have had to market to guests, they've had to market to their hosts. And one of the big things, and they laid their roadmap out pretty much in 2016. Uh, one of the the head of their design, one of the co-founders. Uh, Joe Gebbia went and did a TED talk about how, how Airbnb is building for trust. And they were building that trust around not just the guest, but the host as well. And they have spent millions in defining their brand message to make it sound so easy to the host. And it's why they should just be on that platform. So if you look at the most recent example, look at Aircover. Two million, you know, on the, on the basis of it, it sounds amazing. Two million to cover for damages all of those things, you know, that can do all of the things that you feel like you need in your business. But what a lot of hosts don't realize is that that's just marketing talk. If you go and find um, a super hog, for example, or a guard hog or insert provider that's going to offer the exact same, you can get that exact same cover, that guest protection cover 
um, externally for a direct booking. Everything that Airbnb does is obviously going to benefit Airbnb. That's how they word it. That's how they, they spend their money on the brand message and the PR. And it has meant that managers, owners, property management companies, whatever it may be, they fall for it and they just go for that marketing bill. And it, it's all about ease. Mm -hmm. But really, if you dial it back and you look at it, the most core essential thing is that you want to build your business, your brand, your reputation on your terms. And when you rely so much on that Airbnb and say that there's a complaint, say that there is damages, you submit it to Airbnb, it's literally a middleman in the way. Yeah. And the Airbnb will always favor the guest, always favor the guest, because that is where they have got so much relying on the PR and Twitter and, and all of that jazz. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So you've got a middleman in the way. You are literally playing by their rules. And Airbnb are always moving the goalposts. Booking.com are always moving the goalposts. And that is not a partnership. It's literally like you being in a relationship and your partner after about a week just saying, you know that thing that you like doing all of the time? Yeah, we're not going to do that anymore. Like, well, hang on a second, that's a bit mad. <laughs> and it's like the exact same thing with with, with Airbnb and, and the likes. And so the reason why managers stick with it is because they feel it's the ease, it's the ease of it. If we took it, if there's an easy way out, majority of us would always take it. But really what we've got to do is we've got to, got to try, again, myself is why I try to do this every single day, podcasts and webinars or whatever it may be. I try and re-educate the host to say, listen, it's not as hard as what you think it is. It is actually kind of simple. You just got to make sure you've got the right things in place and you've got the right support behind you, which is why now the Boosted community is as big as it is. Yeah. And then mentioning uh, like the, it's not your terms. It's something that happens in the hotel industry quite a lot. Uh, mm -hmm. especially in the pandemic uh, with the cancellations or changing reservations and then it's a reservation through Expedia don't put in, I'm not going to say book.com feels like I'm, I don't know uh, they're going to get mad at me or something but anyway, <sighs> any, any OTA they're out there and it's not the hotels, right? So what, what happens? The guest calls and say okay, I want to change and then okay, I can't and then it's like it's horrible even if, even if the hotel wants to help the guest, like, it's like it's a whole, uh, it's a whole mess. And then the guest doesn't understand because that's the thing. They don't understand yeah. they're not booking with your hotel directly. That's something yeah. that always, when I work in a hotel, it's, it's, a, it's, it's even a meme, like, you know, inside of the hotel industry. <laughs> it's like yeah. classic. And you're like, but it's not, it's, it's not our booking. Yeah, but it's your hotel. And it's such... And yeah. it's like, oh my God. So it's, I don't, I, I, in that sense, I don't think anyone wins, <laughs> you know, only. No, it, it's exactly that. And it's exactly why we, we were so sort of dedicated to getting to the point where we were 80% direct because the amount of guests that would appear booking from booking.com appear at our reception, looking to check in at our small hotel in the UK and, and bearing in mind, it was such a small business. I was literally doing everything like my, alongside my parents and my mm -hmm. wife. We were checking the guests in, we were changing the beds, et cetera. And the amount of guests that arrived thinking that they had already paid yeah. Uh, because of just how the booking.com system set up when really they hadn't. Yes. And this is just one little thing. That's one little 
thing. And it's like, again, the guests arrive and, and thinking that they could choose a room. And it's like, no, <laughs> you know, because literally Airbnb just assign it. You know what I mean? It's like, I mean, so booking.com just assign it. You can't choose your room, right? But this, but this is the thing, and, and this is the thing that we always do. We put in some really cool little, little tools, little persuasion tactics, little things that we did that was able to basically turn an OTA booking into a direct booking. And we can definitely, like, discuss them right now if you like yeah of course yes that's we are heading to the uh, to the end of this podcast unfortunately so we cannot finish it without you saying exactly this how to how to what are what are the basic tactics and tools to increase direct booking so people out there they're still think freaking out like this is too hard for me mark i still think <laughs> going through i would say your nbb it's easier just please enlighten them with the basic tools and and tactics please well, the, the, the first tactic I would recommend any hotel manager, hotel operator, STI operator doing, and this is so simple to do. So to do this, you need to have a, a PMS, a property management software system, whoever that may be, a guestie, an owner res, like whoever, whoever, whoever your one is. And when you've got a property management software system, um, the cool thing about that is that you can list your property on booking.com, on Airbnb, Verbo, wherever it may be, Expedia, whatever, right, at the same time. And a booking confirmation comes in, and then your PMS will automatically send a message slash email out to the guest. And this is where you can really use the persuasion tactics. And this is where it's all about educating your guests about what book direct is, because I guarantee if you were to survey 10 of your guests, and if you were to say, Hey, insert name of guest, what do you think book direct means? I guarantee 80% of them wouldn't have a clue. So we've got to educate them on what actually book direct means and you've got to give them the incentives to do so. And if you want to look at real world examples of this, go look at the Marriott website, go look at the Hilton, go look at Holiday Inn, go look at these big chains that again, I've got the budget in and the marketing teams to do this, but you look at what they do and they reward people who book direct because they're not daft. Their commission costs are probably 15 times more expensive than what yours are, maybe 100 times more expensive because they've got more inventory. And they know if they can cut down the amount of OTA bookings by just 2%, that should have a six-figure difference on their P&L uh, on, on a yearly baby basis, maybe even seven, you know? So what they do, and they reward guests to book direct, i.e. earlier check-in later checkout, maybe free Wi-Fi, welcome hamper, whatever it may be. But whatever you decide that you're going to do, um, this is the tactic that I would. Now, what we did at our family business, and bearing in mind it was a 14-bedroom small hotel, it had three holiday cottages. Uh, it wasn't a small operation, it wasn't a large operation, it was just nice in the middle. And what we did is that we had a check-in time of 1 p.m. Now, we couldn't go any earlier because we needed to be able to change a room over from the point of checkout, which is normally about 9, 9.30, 10 o'clock, to the new people coming in at 1, all right? So we kept our checking time at 1 p.m. Now, what we did is if anybody booked with us via an OTA, we put the checking time, we moved it back to 5 p.m. So the way that the email went was, um, and let's just say, Paola, that you've booked to stay with us. It'll be, dear Paola, thank you so much for booking a reservation to stay with us at the granary. Just to confirm, your check-in date is the 1st of June uh, and your checkout date will be the 7th of June. And then it's really important. We put in capital, bold letters, please read the rest of this email because it is very important regarding your check-in. So it grabs the attention, makes them read it. It stands out from any normal confirmation email because we're saying, please read below. And then the next line was, 
the persuasion. So it's if you have booked directly with us, i.e. email, phone call, website, your check-in time is 1 p.m. We put booked directly with us, book direct. If you have booked with us via a third party, and then again, i.e. Airbnb, booking.com, Expedia, your check-in time is 5 p.m. And then we had the next little line, which was, if you want to make any amendments to your stay, please call me directly. Here's my cell, here's the landline, or here's my email. Now, if you're a guest and you've looked to book a stay, and especially if you're maybe flying in or you're driving in, you've got kids or whatever the thing, or you're coming for an event, you have to be at a certain place in time. If you see the email in front of you and it's saying that you've booked via an OTA, you're being punished by four hours that you can't check in earlier, what's that going to make you do? It's going to make you want to book direct. Now, this didn't work every time, but let's just say 50% of the time it did. 50% of the time, we'd get a phone call straight away saying, hey, Mark, it's Parla. Uh, I've seen your email about booking direct and the earlier checking. How can I do that? Super simple. And then that is where you then got the guest on your phone wanting to book direct with you. Mm-hmm. And the cool thing is, it's even easier. Either say to you, yep, sure, Parla, it's no problem. Just for security, can you just please confirm your email address? Now, that's important because none of the OTAs give you the real email address. And then we just say, can you please just confirm the card details? Fantastic. Thank you so much. And then what you do, you say, right, we are going to change it over to be a direct booking. All I need for you to do is just to cancel down for me right now your listing, your Airbnb app, your booking.com app, your experience. Cancel down your booking. As soon as I see that, I'll switch it all over and I'll book you in. Uh, and, and you'll get that earlier check-in time. Does that sound good? Just get them to confirm it, say yes. The best thing that I could do is I also got them to do it while they're on the phone, so I could do it instantly, and then they've switched over to a direct booking. You get the direct booking, you don't have to pay the commission charge, and this is the beauty of this, is that because it's the guest that cancelled the stay with you and not the other way around, Airbnb, booking.com, are none the wiser. Why? One in three OTA bookings results in a cancellation because people like to go, especially on booking.com and with hotels, they'll go and book four hotels. If they're going to go away for a weekend or a week, they'll go and book four. And then with the, 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 the flexible cancellation, they'll know that they can cancel three after they've chatted to their partner, families or whatever it may be. So one in three bookings end in a cancellation. So because the, the guest is canceling it and not you, it doesn't get flagged. Now, if you were to cancel that reservation, you might as well delete your whole account because as soon as you start canceling reservations, you've got booking.com calling you up. You've got to deal with the old guests. Same with Airbnb, with the new air cover things that's coming in. It just makes your life messy. But because it's the guest who's canceled it, sound. The guest doesn't care because they've got an earlier check-in. They think they've got an earlier check-in. And if you always want to sweeten it, you could always say, I tell you what, if you do this right now with me, thank you so much for doing it. What I'll do is I'll just knock a little 5% off for you so you'll get a bit of a discount. Does that sound good? Yes. And again, the cool thing is, is that minimum commission is about 10, 15, 15, 20%. Even if you knock off a little 5%, you're still making 10, 15% more commission. So it's a win for you. It's a win for the guest and it's a loss for the OTAs. So that's one of the easiest ways that you can convert an OTA booking into a direct one. Ah, love that tip, Mark. And, uh, and again, so simple yet effective and i think one of one of the things that i see in the hot, in hotels at least is that even I, I honestly see that at least here um is that the front desk which is usually the ones that get the call or have to talk to the, the person in front of them uh they don't they actually scare almost to do it because 
they don't know, like you were talking about, uh, maybe you can offer a discount or something like that too, which is not necessary. Maybe just, I love your idea because the first, you know, for the first part is just, just adding value to, to the service and you're just changing a check-in time, which everybody, so you, because this is what I think it's scary for the hoteliers, at least point of view is that they don't know how much it actually costs the commission. So they don't know how much they can negotiate. And then they don't know, they don't know, and they don't do anything. Like, you know, <laughs> that, that's well, basically the it. Problem is, the problem is, is that they focus so much on the money aspect, when really, mm -hmm. a lot of the time, the guest doesn't care about the money. It's the incentives. It's when you book a vacation, you want to go have the most amount of time and fun. You know what I mean? And, sure. and a lot of people focus on the money side. It's not the money side. It, it sometimes could be something as simple as having earlier check-in or a later check-out or a welcome hamper basket or a thing that you can give them, maybe a bottle of wine, some chocolates or whatever if they book direct. And again, if you want to see this in practice in the real world, go look at what the big guys are doing, the Marriott's, the Hilton's and, and the likes. You know, they, they've got this down to a T and they know the benefit of it. So instead of trying to reinvent the wheel, why don't you just see it what's working and duplicate and replicate for your business? And that is literally how I have run Boostly. It's how I now teach everybody to do. I just look at what everybody's doing. I package it up and I explain it to, to smaller operations, smaller hosts, smaller hotels, and then show them easily how to put it into practice. And that's just one tip. There's over a hundred other tips that I've got in my book, the, the book direct playbook. So go and Go and pick it up. I, I unfortunately my Portuguese isn't that good, so I mean, <laughs> uh, it's obviously spoken in uh, in English and it's written in English. But if you can do that, then please do go pick it up and put it into practice. No, but uh, we are from Brazil, but we are global, so we have the global audience here. I'm sure we're gonna do uh, people that are listening to us on Spotify or whatever on a blog. We always do go. a blog post and we're going to put the link to your book for sure. So I want to thank you, Mark, so much for being here today. It was a pleasure. Uh, I learned a lot, even with this 30-minute talk. It's, uh, it was really, really insightful. And before we say goodbye to our listeners, and how can they reach out to you? I mean, you already mentioned your book. But what is the best, easiest way, since we're talking about being easy, <laughs> to talk to you or to your company? It's going to the website, maybe? Well, the best thing to do, go pick up a copy of the book, go, go grab a copy of the book. And once you get the book, you'll realize how interactive it is. So once, once you picked up a book, I'll give you my Instagram and that's when you can then reach out to me and, you know, we can, we can continue the conversation, but yeah, it'd be awesome to, to, to discover people that have discovered us from this. So yeah, go pick it up. Book direct playbook. It's available on Amazon. It's available all over the world, audible and written and Kindle. So yeah, thank you very much. Thank you again, Mark. Well, that's it for today, everybody. Be sure to follow AskSuite on Spotify. Check out our website, AskSuite.com. And also follow us on LinkedIn so you can get updates on, your, on our content, events, webinars, podcasts, and more. So thanks, everybody, for listening and stay tuned for more episodes. Bye-bye.